Welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast, where we share in the stories of former female athletes, connect on the transition out of sport, and create a space where the always an athlete tribe can come for connection and inspiration. I'm your host, Bethany Crouch, founder of the Her Sports Story blog and podcast, and former competitive gymnast of 15 years to an athlete advocate professional. It makes my heart so happy to connect in and share these former female athlete stories. And I am so grateful and excited that you are here to join us. Tribe, I am so excited that you get to listen in to my conversation with my unofficial sister-in-law, Jackie Pulati. Jackie is a former Taekwondo athlete, former basketball player, and a former volleyball player that made it to the sport club's collegiate level. She now works at Sacramento State in sports clubs, yet is still totally on the journey of finding herself after sport. And I am so, so grateful for her vulnerability through this episode. And one of my favorite quotes that came up was, sometimes you have to find yourself before you can find your tribe. And I think that speaks volumes to the journey that we're all on, especially if you're initially coming out of sport. You're on that path to finding the, the newer version of you. But at the same time, when you do have that foundation and belief in yourself, coming back and connecting with a tribe, like the Her Sports Story tribe. So I hope you enjoy this episode of me and Jackie talking about life after sport. Jackie, welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast. We are, of course, yeah, we are so excited to have you, and I am so excited for my audience to kind of get a glimpse into your life, a little bit of your story. I'm a little biased, you know, as as you know, we're, we're basically family. Jackie um, currently dates my husband's brother, so I call her by, like, unofficial sister-in-law, but, yeah. Uh, I always say sister-in-law with air quotes. Okay, good, good. Yeah, <laughs> so we're on the same page there. <laughs> no, but she she's incredible, and I'm so excited to kind of get a, not only really a glimpse of just your transition out of sport, but then, like, also this new journey that you're kind of on around, you know, personal development mm-hmm. and fitness. And like some of those dreams that are starting to come up for you. So we'll get into that, of course. But, you know, initially, go ahead and let's hear about your athlete journey, even starting when you were younger. All the way back in the day, good, yes. uh, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. Well, I think back before I can remember, I used to dance. Way back in the day. Um, But I would say my real journey as an athlete probably started when I turned three or four. I started doing taekwondo with my mom, super young. Um, And I ended up doing that off and on for 17 years. 
Um, I earned my first degree black belt when I was in elementary school. I would say probably like fifth grade. And then I, by the time I ended, I was a third degree black belt. So that's a pretty big accomplishment. That was as, as high as I could go with how old I was. They changed all the rules now. So now you don't have to be a certain age. But, you know, back in the day, it wasn't like that. <laughs> Um, and that was probably my most my most serious sport growing up until high school. I did a lot of um, competitions and stuff with that, and mm. it was one of those things where you love it but you hate it at the same time. There's a lot of discipline oh, yeah. involved in it. <laughs> um, and then I started doing YMCA volleyball when I was in middle school. I remember I used to ride my bike to the gym because my parents were at work, and I'd have to like lock my bike up on this little fence, and then I'd go in and I'd play volleyball in jean shorts and UGG boots. And I look, <laughs> I look back on that moment now, like w- literally on a volleyball court in jean shorts and UGG boots, and then I look at the girls that I work with now that are like my same age when I was wearing a booth and they're in full on volleyball gear, super serious, very competitive. And it's just, it's just funny how things change. Um, and then when I got to high school, I tried out for volleyball and thank goodness I made the team because my backup option was tennis and I'm not good at tennis. <laughs> um, and I played that for four years. Um, after my season ended, freshman year for my volleyball season I remember I had a substitute teacher and I was crying I was like I just turned in my jersey I have to wait until next summer to play volleyball again and she's like I'm the basketball coach you should try out for basketball and I went and that's um I went to a practice and ended up loving it I was not good to begin with probably wasn't good for like over a year but I ended up really really liking basketball and I like struggled between basketball and volleyball like which one was my favorite I guess Mm-hmm. Um, and so I played a year of club volleyball, but in order to do that, I had to not play a year of basketball. And that's when I realized I liked basketball a lot more than volleyball. <laughs> so, oh, man. yeah, so I definitely never played club volleyball again and ended up going back to basketball. And that was all through high school. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it's just one really long season when it comes to basketball though so I feel like I played for 20 years but it was only four Um, that's great (laughs) yeah and then I graduated and went to Sac State where I played club volleyball for Sac State which is a little bit different than you know being a I wasn't a scholarship athlete Mm -hmm. um it was more of a pay-to-play athlete but I still got to play against other colleges which is was super exciting and it was the perfect fit for my life because I still got to do um, all these other things that I don't think I would have been able to do. And I got to go to Sac State. And if I really wanted to pursue, you know, volleyball at a collegiate level, I wouldn't have been able to go to Sac State. And so, you know, <laughs> the puzzle pieces fall later when you look back then how things are made. Yeah. And then, then I graduated and I had to stop playing. This is technically my last year of eligibility, but because I, didn't go to grad school. Mm, okay. I finished. Yeah. So could you yeah. done? You probably could have done maybe six years then. Yeah. So you get six years um, with For Club USA volleyball. Mhm. Which is which well, is really cool. So. Mhm. That's really cool. And you know, hearing about your taekwondo journey, like that is so impressive. And you're think about it. Like you were so accomplished at such a young age. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It was one of those things I took a lot of pride in as a kid, and I wish I would have valued it more as a teenager, but as I got older, it was, like, 
I wanted to play other sports. I wanted to stay at home and I wanted to quit. And my mom kept going, yeah. no, okay, let's just do one day a week then, you know, let's do three days a week. And it definitely taught me a lot as like a person um, and how to be a good person and how to, you know, persevere and, you know, respect and stuff like that, which I wouldn't have learned, I think, playing YMCA volleyball in my Ugg boots for, you know, 17 <laughs> years. So it, it was definitely one of those things I look back on that I'm really glad I did. Um, but in the moment, I remember just dreading when my mom would make us get ready to go because <laughs> we all did it together. So oh, it was like a family. Like a family. That's yeah. really neat, though. I mean, I'm sure sprinkled in there are some really, like, good times. Oh, definitely. And, you know, you know that's when I met, like, my first boyfriend and we used to go uh, camping and, like, all this stuff. So yeah. it, it was definitely crucial to, to my growth. But... That's awesome. So, did taekwondo for a little bit. Sounds like we went through somewhat of a burnout, of course, you know. Definitely. Like the love-hate mm-hmm. relationship, which I can totally relate to. Mm-hmm. And then, so neat being able to, you know, pick up volleyball and then pick up basketball. Like, you are definitely a natural athlete to be able to go into both of those sports. Yeah, I think. Thank you. I think one of the really awesome things about basketball is that, with all sports, but I think specifically with a sport like that, the more effort you put in, if you don't have the the talent involved with the sport specific movements, Mm -hmm. the more effort you put in, the more chances you have to get better. Especially with basketball, because it's it's just so much hustling around and you know competing against the person right next to you. Um, Yeah. You know, it is a team sport, but there is so much that one individual can do when they push a little bit harder, um, mm-hmm. which I think was really cool about basketball. So, so cool. Okay, so we competed through college through mm-hmm. four years at Sacramento State mm-hmm. on the club team, and then you graduated, and of course had to stop playing club volleyball. Talk about that transition of, like, graduating and then stepping away from sports officially. Yeah, I mean, it was really – it was it was a sad moment for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I remember we had my senior – my last season of club volleyball. We played um, in Kansas City for our national championship – or not mm-hmm. for the national championship, but the national championship tournament. I wish we played for the national championship. <laughs> But, and I just remember crying almost, like, in my head almost after every game, and then once everything was over, I just remember crying, and all my teammates were like, why are you crying? It's just volleyball. But to me, you know, it was, like, my whole life. Um, Yeah. And then I definitely had the whole graduating um, and moving on into the the real world, quote-unquote, a lot easier than most people because I, uh, I, within a month of graduating, I had a full-time job, which I think is not something... Mm-hmm. That is very common. So it was definitely yeah. a lot stressful than, than a lot of people go through after graduating. But I definitely went through this weird funk. And I think it lasted, definitely lasted me at least six months, if not a whole year, where I just didn't know what to do with myself anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I would come home. I was going from spending, you know, 16, 18 hour days on campus between school and work and volleyball mm-hmm. to going to work and then coming home. And just yeah. sitting there on the couch and, and just not knowing what to do with myself. And I just wasn't, you know, in my entire, my last two years of college, I was super in the gym weightlifting and all that stuff on top of volleyball. But once I graduated, I just didn't have the same, like, the passion, like, the fire for weightlifting and working out like that either anymore. So it was a really weird transition. And it 
you know, I had to do a lot of thinking and trying to figure out what I wanted and finding new ways to keep myself active. And it was just, you know, trying to figure out what nutrition meant to me and how I was going to be different now that I wasn't an athlete and trying to navigate through that. Um, it was definitely really hard. Um, and it was summer, so it didn't help because I couldn't just, like, go outside and go for a walk because it would be, like, 100 degrees. 110 degrees. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was only last year. And so when I look back wow. at it and I see where I am now, especially, like, mindset-wise um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, you know, my physical health and stuff like that, but my emotional health compared to where I was last summer – or even last November, um, it's just such a such a big difference, and it was just a really big year of of growth and having to learn who who I was without volleyball. Um, so yeah, it it was hard, but I mean, I've come out on top, and I'm I'm feeling pretty good now. So <laughs> good, yeah, I kind of you know relate to that as like the post athlete life lull where you're totally mm-hmm. just like. Almost in bewilderment, like, what is going on? I do not know what to do with my life. What is it, what's my purpose for working out? Yeah. And, you know, like, especially. Who do I work out with? Right. There's that. Cause I was going to ask, like, even your team, you know, and once mm-hmm. everyone graduates and moves on, and, you know, of course you had an opportunity to stay at Sacramento State and, you know, go into your career, but that all shifts so you know as far as like your your team goes what what does that look like as far as transitioning away from you know teammates who also graduated do you keep in touch with them do you have you found that you needed to go on this new path to you know meet people that are Mm -hmm. kind of in alignment with where you are in life yeah i mean I'm kind of in a really unique situation because I work in the office that oversees club sports. Mm-hmm. So I had to really, um, I had to cut ties with all of my friends that were still on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to, there was only three other people that graduated, two people from my team that graduated at the same time I did. Um, and I wasn't really close with them to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. Towards the end of the year, our, our team kind of was, just wasn't as close anymore. And I think it's, you know, everyone was going through a different life transition. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it really, I think it made it a lot harder because I didn't have that, that close bond with my teammates. And then I also didn't, I had to cut ties with everyone. And I just, I couldn't go hang out with them. I couldn't, you know, go, I really wanted to coach. But I couldn't do that because I had to make sure that they're, you know, I wasn't setting, there was no conflict of interest, I guess, between mm, yeah. that club and the treatment they would get since I would be working for the office that oversees them and oversees their budget and, like, all that kind of stuff. So it was a yeah. really, really weird situation, and I think that's why it made it and kind of the same thing with um, all of my roommates and stuff for college. And we had started to outgrow each other because, you know, only two of us out of five graduated, but I also work in the same office that oversees their sorority, and so – it was just kind of a lot of weird, um, a weird ties that had to be cut and like mm-hmm. new boundaries that had to be made in order to make sure that I was doing, you know, my job to the best of my ability and not making things weird for either the, you know, the, the girls I was friends with or for my office. Um, and so I think that made my, my transition a lot harder because yeah, I didn't have 
this sounds bad. I didn't have friends. I didn't, I didn't have like a group of people uh-huh. that I could rely yeah. on. Um, and I still don't really have, you know, I haven't built that base yet. You know, there's, mm-hmm. you know, some key really important people in my life. Yeah. You, right. obviously. Oh, and, <laughs> and, and Cameron, my boyfriend, and, you know, one of my roommates were just not, but I haven't really found exactly that piece where I where I fit mm-hmm. in yet because I had to rebuild it from from scratch kind of thing. So yeah, and yeah. I think that's very much a part of the journey. Like your case mm-hmm. is a little different, but in the sense that you know, even when you do have teammates who stay close to college, or let's say you both stay at the same time, mm-hmm. and then things are just different, right? You're like, it's okay, we're we're not on this team anymore. We don't. Although we had a lot in common on the team, we life kind of shifts and changes, and mm-hmm. now we have different, um, you know, different goals of sorts. So, yeah, that's a really interesting kind of process or journey. Yeah, um, it's one of those yeah. things I don't think you think about because no. when you're on a team together. Even your things that you don't really have in common, you seem to have in common because you have this one huge part of your life that's together. But once that, you know, that sport is removed, you realize there's actually, there's not that same bond as you may want mm-hmm. there to be. Um, and so it's just a lot harder to connect on certain things than, than you do when you're on the team. So. Right. And I find that concept so interesting. And now, you know, tying it back to like her sports story and rebuilding this kind of mm-hmm. athlete tribe, I think it, there's this interesting part of life where, you know, you do have to go and, you know, go on your own journey, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then once you have found a little bit of a, a little bit of foundation, you reconnect or can connect with those who have been in sport or former athletes. You can connect with them, like, um, you know, so easy. And it yeah. Comes naturally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you, you got to find yourself before you can, you know, find yourself in other people kind of thing. So true. Yeah. Figuring out what you want from life and then finding people that fit those same values. So, mm-hmm. so good. Cool. Well, you know, now that you've kind of given us some background of your story up to this point, what does your day-to-day look like? Well, this week is a little weird being that, you know, we yeah. we haven't had work. But um, a normal day for me is waking up at 4.30 in the morning and mm-hmm. going to the gym. I literally Crap. wake up, <laughs> roll out of bed. It's just habit now because it's habit. It's so much easier. Yeah. Um, but I roll out of bed, change my clothes and leave. I already have my water bottle filled up. My backpack already has my keys in it, like ready to walk out the door. And um, I go do a CrossFit class, and so I normally spend about an hour, depending on if I wake up late or not, about an hour at the gym. Uh, and then I rush home. <laughs> it's my favorite part of my day, 100%. Wow. Um, and then I rush home, and I have about an hour to 45 minutes to get ready, and then, which includes, you know, shower, blow-drying my hair, doing my makeup, mm-hmm. making breakfast, packing all my clothes, which normally it doesn't take me that long because I'm not uh, – I don't get super done up for work, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I commute from Sacramento to Sacramento to Sac State, which takes me about an hour. And then I work there from 8 to 5. 
And then normally I will either come home right afterwards, I just hit a little more traffic, or I will stay at work and do some homework or um, work on some life things. And then, yeah, that's basically my day. And then I go to bed by 8, and that's how I get up at 4.30 in the morning. (laughs) But, yeah, it'll start changing a little bit because I start coaching volleyball in December. So then I'll have a kind of a different life schedule because I'll be staying in Sacramento to coach for probably about three hours Tuesday, Thursday. So we'll see how my life evolves at that point when December comes around. That's probably, I mean, I think coaching will, you know, add a whole nother element Mm -hmm. to your day to day. And you, you know, kind of talk about the eight to five and, you know, you mentioned homework in there and maybe some personal development. What, what are kind of some of your aspirations as it revolves around maybe a career or a lifestyle? Yeah, so I know I've only been in the workforce for a year. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, oh, my <laughs> just like, oh, I'm so done with this, you know. But mm-hmm. I've just realized that I'm way too active, I think, of a person. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't – it's so hard for me to sit at a desk for, you know, nine hours a day. Um, yeah, I think all former really, athletes can die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things that you're not used to, and it doesn't matter how much time you spent in class. You were, you know, walking back and forth in class, but when you're sitting at a desk job, you literally just sit at a desk. And, mm-hmm. you know, the most exercise I get is walking back and forth from the fridge to my desk because I eat so often during the day. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I really – I think my my current life goal is I really want to find a space within the the health, the fitness, the um, coaching, um, coaching CrossFit, coaching volleyball, coaching people in general um, on health and fitness, trying to find mm-hmm. where I could fit into that space mm-hmm. um, because it is a huge passion of mine that I just thought was something I liked. I didn't realize it was such a big part of my life until this last year. Um, and I feel like I'm always helping people at work, like, oh, let's talk about nutrition. Let's talk about working out. Um, you know, I even started, like, an office challenge to see who could drink the most water every week and trying to get people to eat more water or eat more water, <laughs> drink more water <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and walk more during the day. And so I just wow. I love being able to help people, and I want to find where I fit in that space um, somewhere. So That's so cool. I mean, I mean it's it's coming through you know, that that is a passion of yours without you even putting forth, you know, a lot of, I guess, pointed effort, right? You're just genuinely like, okay, let's, let's step up our water game. Let's, yeah. You know, let's chat nutrition, which is, which is really cool that, you know, kind of reflects on that that's already happening. So you're already mm-hmm. in that kind of journey towards whatever that might look like, you know, for you moving forward. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's already it's already in the works. That's so cool. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just something that comes so easy, and that's mm-hmm. when I know you know like when someone wants to waste my and waste is a poor choice of words, but waste mm-hmm. my entire lunch break because they want to ask me you know about um, the amount of sugar in their drinks that they're drinking or like how they can eat more vegetables in their day or you know, mm-hmm. what 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 they can do to be more active. I'm like, oh, my gosh, let me tell you all this stuff. Because, I mean, I basically self-taught on all this stuff, too. Because, mm-hmm. You know, right. I, 
I, I was an active kid, but I wasn't a healthy kid. And so mm. getting to, to learn about all of this stuff, and I just want to tell everyone, like, I want to tell the world, I just want everyone to be healthy and understand, mm-hmm. like, how great it makes you feel and that it's easier than you think it is. Um, but, yeah, I just want to shout it from the rooftops, I guess. <laughs> That's so cool. And, yeah, you're like you're like the already the office consultant, the health consultant mm-hmm. right now. It's pretty funny how it ended up that way, especially being the youngest person in the office, too. Yeah. Well, they are, you know, using their lunch hour then to a benefit. You're you're helping them do so. So that's mm-hmm. really, really neat. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I already foresee it for you. It's going to happen. I could already, I could already tell. I hope so. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, now you, you mentioned, like, growing up and you weren't the healthiest, you know, whether that's nutrition, because you were active, so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. leaning that it's more towards the nutrition side that yeah. you're discussing. So talk about how that evolved or, you know, when you kind of started to first think about nutrition and what were some of those, you know, easy steps you took to kind of, make that switch and then how it even evolved to another level after you do, you were done with sport. Well, I would say the, the main trigger for me learning this um, mm-hmm. and being a student was gaining 40 pounds freshman year of college. <laughs> um, uh, that was a huge wake-up call for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the freshman 15, it was no, it was the freshman 50. I remember, oh, I remember I was trying to get up on my bunk bed because my roommate oh. and I bunked our beds because more room for activities. Yeah, and so. I stepped on the stool, and, you know, the stool was overused, so, like, I shouldn't have stepped on it, and it, it shattered under my feet, and I just remember going, this is it, Jackie, you need to change. <laughs> and, like, granted, I was still in a very healthy way, yeah, and, right. you know, mm-hmm. but I just remember being super dramatic about the fact that I broke the stool and all this stuff, but, yeah, growing up, I, I was super active, um, mm-hmm. but... You know, I was playing three sports. I forgot to mention earlier. I played softball for a year um, oh, wow. too in high school. Um, so I was playing. Um, I was very active, but um, I I definitely didn't have good nutrition. I think my breakfast was like eight Eggo waffles, but it was like um, syrup with a side of waffles, not waffles with a side of syrup. <laughs> um, I would come home and I would eat like microwaveable chicken nuggets and taquitos and all mm-hmm. that stuff and I was living the life like I look back on it now and I'm like man I wish I would have enjoyed those moments Good, more right? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and then then when I came to college I was trying to yes I had volleyball but it's a lot less of a time commitment when you play club in college and so trying to find that balance of like wanting to be healthy and trying to find where it all fits while eating in the dining commons and mm-hmm. when I went to the gym, I would spend, like, 10 minutes on a treadmill, and that was all I would do for the entire day. Like, I was afraid to go to the weight floor and, like, all this stuff. Um, and so I was drinking, like, cartons of milk and so much crispy chicken sandwiches from the BC every day. <laughs> and I thought that if I ate, like, a plate – I like – this uh-huh. is so funny. Like, I thought if I ate a plate of spinach every day – Mm-hmm. That it, you know, it would be like, okay, Jack, you're getting vegetables, you're good. But I would cover the spinach in ranch because I didn't oh, like yeah. the taste of it. And I'm looking, at, like, looking at that now, and like, I just eat bowls of vegetables now with nothing on them because they taste so good. Mm-hmm. But I used to like mm-hmm. cover it, this plate of spinach just in buckets of ranch, so I could oh, eat it. That's, 
Hey, you know, at the time, you were baby step, right? And there was <laughs> yeah, a little bit at the time. Um, and so about my freshman year of college, that's when I gave up soda. Um, my family is big mm-hmm. soda drinkers. And so mm-hmm. I started drinking, like, um, Arnold Palmer's and lemonades and tea. Not that it's much better sugar content-wise. Mm-hmm. But I started transitioning off of the soda and drinking a lot more water. And that's when, you know, carrying a water bottle and filling it up all the time started becoming really popular. Mhm. Mhm. Um, and yeah. which is crazy popular now, what it was when we were younger. And so, um, I, you know, I start the first thing that went was the sugary, the sugary drinks into the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my roommates and I moved out of the dorms into our first apartment, and there was no longer a place that would cook all our food for us. <laughs> so I had to learn oh, how to yeah. cook for myself. Um, and my family didn't cook a lot, so it was basically me learning from step one, like, I remember my roommate teaching me how to cut chicken for the first time, and, like, I had to get over the grossness of, like, touching chicken when it was raw <laughs> to cut it, and and she looks at me now, she's like, I'm so proud of how good you are with chicken, you're <laughs> raw chicken now, <laughs> but that that transition, um, so I ate a lot of pasta, and mm-hmm. I remember I started doing my research, and that's when I met Cameron, and, mm-hmm. you know, he he's really into the into health and fitness too and eating healthy and he was kind of going through a transition at his point in his life right there too where we're you know just trying to learn where all of this fits in our life I guess mm-hmm. yeah. and so that's when I started trying new foods like I had yogurt for the first time my sophomore year of college um <laughs> which is crazy um and then I started trying vegetables like mm-hmm. I would eat like mm-hmm. broccoli for fun um, and then the more, when I got to junior and senior year, that's when I actually was a lot more educated in what I was doing. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, seeking out that, that information and trying to learn and learn. And that's when it, um, I think it's the, the fitness craze, you know, all over social media yeah, and right. YouTube. And so mm-hmm. there was just so much knowledge that was really accessible for me. And it was really interesting to me. And so I was always, you know, looking into all of that, um, and following a lot of people and learning a lot from them and learning a lot from Cameron. And so my roommates and I moved into our house. We had a lot more fridge space, bigger kitchen. And I started eating healthier. And I, you know, tried an orange for the first time. I tried peanut butter for the first time. <laughs> I was eating all these vegetables. Um, and so it was really a slow, slow transition of first learning how to cook and then learning mm-hmm. to try new foods that you don't like, um, or that you'd never tried before, or you thought you didn't like. I remember eating my first tomato was mm-hmm. on a date with Cameron, and I'm like, why did I ever think I wouldn't like a tomato? And I eat them every day now. And that was so funny. And that was the kind of transition I went through, but uh-huh. my senior year of college, I was still eating pretty unhealthy. Like, I would eat I would eat above normally healthy compared to the, you know, the general population that I was going to mm-hmm. eat with. But then I would still go home and eat, like, six bowls of cereal and a bag of, you know, turkey turkey chips before bed. Um, And then when I – when I graduated, that's when I was, okay, you know, you're not playing – you're not burning 4,000 calories a day anymore playing volleyball. It's time to to figure this out. And I think I went through one of those stages that I think is inevitable, but I started getting really too focused on what I was eating last year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we went to Hawaii in November, and mm-hmm. I just remember being so sad from, like, August to November because I was so stressed about the food that I was eating and making sure that I was losing weight and all this stuff that I was mm-hmm. actually gaining weight because I was so stressed. Yeah. And I was yeah. putting too much focus on it, and 
you know, I'd get really mad at myself if I ate an extra bowl of cereal when I was really just hungry. But, like, if I positively ate that bowl of cereal, I would have been fine the next day, you know, because yeah. I'm going to kill you. Um, and so I think things really just clicked for me this past this past year, so mm-hmm. um, 2018. And I'm just in such a good place with it all now. Um, I don't – the whole mental aspect I was dealing with last year is gone. Um, yeah. I've got a good balance with it. And – I just I just feel really good and I eat so my diet like if I could compare them on a page I eat so much like nutritious and healthy food nowadays but then mm-hmm. you know I still eat like I still go out for pizza or yes. you know, yesterday I had a scone from uh, Pete's coffee and it was so yes. good yeah <laughs> you know yes. like yeah still still enjoying the fun stuff but you know 80 to 90 percent of my diet is is pretty healthy and I feel so good you know, mm. emotionally, mentally, physically, like, mm-hmm. I just feel good because I'm fueling my body the way it needs to be fueled. And my acne is, like, clear as it's ever been. And mm-hmm. those that knew me freshman year of high school, it was so bad, probably because of, you know, gallon of milk I was drinking a week. But, <laughs> yeah, and so just, like, seeing, I think, the positive results of in, like, the physical results of how I feel has really lit my fire, I guess. Mm. That was a really long-winded story. <laughs> no, but I think it's so good to talk about because as an athlete, sometimes depending on your sport, you're just eating whatever you want, you know, mm-hmm. like as an you athlete. Burn so much. Yeah, and so when I was a gymnast, I was totally eating like Big Macs from McDonald's. Oh, and yeah. Just literally anything. And so, yeah, when I went to or got to my freshman year too, I think I put on – a good amount of weight between what I was eating at the, the dining halls and the dining cons, as they call it, <laughs> and the DC. And then, you know, different way of training when I was, you know, a college gymnast. So, yeah, and no, I think it's such a journey between, you know, before when you're kind of growing up, because I, I was similar to you. I would have those taquitos, like, and, mm, you know, when so you're – an athlete, no, you're so good. When you're an athlete, you're like on the run, right? Or like mom or whoever's picking you up from school and then driving you to practice. And so you're like mm-hmm. trying to eat dinner before, you know, you go in. So yeah. I think it's just an interesting, you know, piece to talk about. And especially, you know, talking with you about it because you bring that level of passion because I, I know that's where you eventually want to go. So no, thank you for, you know, sharing all of that because it is it's very pertinent in the, yeah. in the athlete journey. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like one of the most difficult things is, is trying to find other people that feel the same mm-hmm. way as you do about things mm-hmm. and, like, want to go through those same growth and transition and moving to a more healthy lifestyle. And yeah. that's something I never, never had in college mm-hmm. because my team wasn't like that. Um, mm-hmm. my roommates weren't like that. The only person that was like that was my boyfriend. And so, mm-hmm. you know, luckily I had that. Um, but it's one of those things where it's just so much easier if you have people with you that, you know, believe in that and, you know, support you in that and are on the mm-hmm. same journey because, you know, then they're not like, hey, I know you're trying to be healthy today, but we're about to go to, I don't even remember, there's this Mexican food place that was so good. And they gave oh, yeah. guacamole all over the chiquitos. Yeah. It was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and so it's just one of those things that you have to go through yeah right and then finding that like healthy balance mm-hmm. and being 
you know, emotionally, like, okay and not being hard on yourself when mm-hmm. you want to have that piece of pizza or that frozen yogurt. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it all is a balance and can blend, you know. Yeah, and I feel like that's one of the hardest things that, you know, women are dealing with is is yeah. not feeling bad because you eat. Because you go out to dinner with friends and you have a glass of wine and, you know, mm-hmm. some pizza. Like, you're going to wake up the next day and the world will still be spinning. But it doesn't matter, like, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you tell yourself that. It's just learning to overcome that, that feeling and to not think about it anymore. Because um, people, you know, it doesn't matter how many times people tell you, you'll be fine. You have to know that you'll be fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good, a great point right there. Now you kind of you talked about your your fitness journey and where you are with that right now, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that you're an all star and you get up at four thirty in the morning to go work out. So talk to us about like rebuilding your relationship with like fitness or you know feel feeling like you are working out for a purpose. Yeah, um, I mean it was a long year to get here <laughs> for sure, um, <laughs> but I remember I I just wasn't. I when I started working full time, I could no longer work out with my boyfriend, and we used to go to the gym and, and we would lift weights together and then do cardio together, and that was a huge um, reason that I stuck to it and made it a habit and was really enjoying it was because it was quality time with him, but it was also me not doing it alone. Um, mm. And so when I started working full time, that wasn't an option anymore, and I think that kind of helped my my nose dive into sadness <laughs> when it came to fitness and in life, yeah. is because I was missing that huge part, which was like one of the biggest parts of my life. Um, was getting to work out together and so finding like a friend to work out with because I like I mentioned I didn't have a lot of people that that were on the same you know health and fitness journey that I was trying to be on and so I didn't have other people that I could pull on to be like hey like let's work out together let's do this together I want this um, especially with you know the fact that the majority of the people I work with are over 29 years old and mm-hmm. that's not like their focus right now and I'm 23 and all I want to do is work out all the time and so yeah. it was it was really hard um and then I started seeing a lot of videos and following a lot of people on Instagram that were doing CrossFit and um for some reason I always had this negative stigma of CrossFit in my head and mm-hmm. I think it's because there's a lot of CrossFit jokes it's kind of like um you know people joke around about uh, other people following like fad diets and stuff and like always wanting to talk about it all the time mm-hmm. but now I know why people want to talk about it all the time and so I all, and so I would just follow all these people, and I was really interested in it, but it is very expensive. And so I couldn't afford to do it right after graduating. And so I ended up saving up money the entire year after I graduated because I was like, one day I'm going to try this, and if I like it, I want to be able to stick with it. So I had saved, just been saving up money and then going to a cheaper gym by myself trying to enjoy it. And some days it was really fun. Some days I liked putting my, you know, headphones on super high and lifting weights and feeling really good about myself. Um, Mm -hmm. But it just wasn't the same when you're, when you're by yourself, at least for me, I'm a very social person. So it wasn't the same for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when we moved to Vacaville where we live now, I was like, okay, I'm not super loving the gym. Like it's, it's a good transition in life right now. I want to build this new habit. And so I took the leap um, and I joined Mm -hmm. the CrossFit gym. Which yeah. is something I've been wanting to do for a while, um, especially because there's a whole competitive aspect of it. 
not mm-hmm. saying that, you know, I'm, I'm really good or anything, but I would love to try. Um, yeah. and so it was just a whole new world of opportunity that I could attempt and I had all saved up all that money. And so I joined the CrossFit gym and I started in August, um, the same week that the CrossFit games were going on. So like I was spending hours at home watching the CrossFit games, just getting so excited. Um, and then I started going in and I found a great gym, um, that I really love in Vacaville and, they, they're really focused on, I just already, I've only been there for a couple of months and I just already have kind of a community there. Um, it's thanks because they're all a lot older than me. So it's still, I still haven't found that, that group of people my age with the same, mm-hmm. you know, passion as me, but I'm getting closer to it. Um, yeah. And so every morning, like, I don't, I don't snooze my alarm. I'm not a snoozer um, mm-hmm. because I'm always afraid my alarm will wake up other people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm an obliger, so I always you know kind of make sure people are, are, you know, are, are comfortable. Yes, totally. and, so I, and the minute my alarm goes off, I'm so excited. Like you know, I leave, I get out of the room, I change, I check to see what the workout is, and I go. And you know, it it makes it a lot easier working out at you know 5 a.m. getting up at 4:30 in the morning because I'm so excited to be there, no matter what it is, because it's just so much fun. Hmm. And every day I'm either learning something new, like movement-wise, or I'm learning something new about myself, or I'm, you know, laying on the ground regretting showing up because it's <laughs> in so much pain, but I just feel yeah. so good. Um, and so I definitely found, like, my my second, I guess, sport in life kind of thing, hmm. transitioning. And I wish I would have had the same amount of commitment that I have to CrossFit right now to my sport mm-hmm. when I was in college because – it would have definitely changed a lot of stuff um, and how, how good I did. But, yeah, I really love it. Um, I, you know, competed in my first in-house competition where it's just the people from my gym. Um, uh-huh. There was, like, yeah. four other teams. And I met my teammate, who is 4'11", and I'm 5'8". And we met <laughs> Thursday, and the competition was Saturday. So we had one day to oh, meet wow. each other and learn how each other worked. I mean, we actually ended up taking first place in the advanced division, and so it kind of lit my fire even more. Um, and then I actually um, was like, okay, I want to, I want to do big things with this. Like, I really enjoy mm-hmm. this, and I want to, I want to do better. Um, and so I actually hired a, a, new, a macros coach, a nutrition coach, because I, I count my macros. I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone knows okay. who that is, but um, and so. I actually have a coach now. She's holding because I need that external accountability. Yeah, Yeah. that's just how I am. Um, And yeah, and I mean, it's been really nice not having to go to work this week because I've been going to the gym every single day and spending so much time. And it's just it's where my where my heart is right now. I guess is in is in that little warehouse. Yes, (laughs) so cool. So that's that's amazing though. I mean, because. I think so many will be able to relate to this story of like, and 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 all honesty, I feel like I'm still in this like journey of what feels like, mm-hmm. um, you know, gymnastics again. So I'm mm-hmm. so excited for you, and it sounds because it has that competitive edge. You do, you know, rely on, you know, quote unquote, your teammates there, right? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. are showing up, you know ready to, you know, tackle whatever the workout is going to be. Mm-hmm. And, no, I think that it's just incredible to find that that next space and, like, your next chapter. And even though, you know, I think we all look back at our athlete journey during our adolescent years and say, oh, you know, if I would address my sport, like, 
this or if I know mm-hmm. if I knew then what I need now right and yeah it would be so oh, much better and like you know <laughs> totally do that Aaron and I like my husband we talk about that all the time but you know for some reason that's just growing up but mm-hmm. you know it's it's up leveled you for this next journey in CrossFit whether you know that takes you into competing or just like meeting a whole community because mm-hmm. it is very you know from what I see, it's very, like, family-oriented um, as yeah. far as, you know, you have a team and, like, you might meet another gal or person that, you know, does CrossFit. And you will talk about it all the time, kind of like that <laughs> meet you or but it's so, But it's so cool that, you know, you're not only taking care of yourself, but you feel a commitment towards it and, you know, kind of lights up your soul. Yeah, and I just it's just taught me so much about myself that I would have never learned, you know, on my own in the gym. Like mm-hmm. I I've lifted weight I would have never thought I've been able to lift weight. I've like overcome a lot of mental things where like, oh I I can't climb that rope. Okay, Jackie, well you just climbed it ten times. So pretty dang cool that you were able to do all this stuff that I didn't think I could do. So I'm constantly yeah. competing against myself, but then also mm-hmm. competing against everyone in the class and it's all for fun you know and when you don't show up they give you a hard time and you're like yes this is what I need you know like, <laughs> like thank awesome. you for supporting me so it's yeah. uh, I I really hope that you know every athlete you know when they move on to the mm-hmm. rest of your life past sport find right the, the same love that I have with CrossFit in in their life somewhere because it's it's definitely changed my entire life around from where I was last year for sure yeah, so neat so cool. So proud. <laughs> um, I have a kind of, you know, I've been able to, to connect with a lot of, like, former athletes on mm-hmm. Instagram as you, you know, you and I've kind of talked about and following her sports story. And I've thrown out this idea, like, eventually of doing, like, a her sports story, like, retreat and bringing so together cool. all of these former female athletes. I already love it. You love it? Okay, good. I'm like, I'm taking that. Yeah. And so I just think that, you know, the opportunity to connect in real Mm -hmm. life would just be amazing. And we're all on similar missions, it seems, to, to help others in, in the space of health, fitness, nutrition, um, identity development, or, you know, reigniting the, the passion with, with finding that, um, like, what I say, second sport, right? Yeah. The sport after your sport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. good. I, I wanted to. 100%. Let me know. <laughs> Great. Okay, good. And then to wrap up, you know, the Her Sports Story interview, we always ask one last question. And it's scenario. If you were like speaking at an event, there were 50 to like 100 athletes in the room who had just retired from their sport and they just feel incredibly lost. Like don't know up from down, don't know what's going to make them, you know, feel mm-hmm. complete in that moment. What, what advice would you give to them? Um, that's a good, that's a great question. Um, I think first I would, you know, say something like focus on on trying new things and realizing that what lit your fire when you were playing that sport 
is going to look different in your life now. Um, and so don't, don't be afraid to try new things because doing exactly what you have been doing might not be what's right anymore. Um, so like in my life, try the vegetables, try CrossFit, you know, try all these different things until you find something that works for you. Because if you don't try, then you'll, you'll never know. Um, and then you just kind of feel like you're floating in this space. So definitely try new things. Um, and I would say that it's going to be rough no matter what, um, cause mm-hmm. you, you are, you're, it's a huge life change. Um, but just try to stay positive about it and to, to find a community of people that are going through it with you. Um, because I, I feel like that's huge. Um, and would have made me feel, I guess, a little bit more positive through the transition if I would have done that. But I was too afraid to, you know, to reach out to people or didn't know what, how to reach out to people or how to talk to people. I'm not very good at making friends or networking. And so I think that would have made me feel a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, trying trying new things until you find what fits and, and not giving up because it's it's going to be a weird transition. But at the end of it, you were going to find something that is going to make your life just as exciting, if not way more exciting than when you did play a sport. Um, try CrossFit if you've been thinking about it because it's awesome. Um and try to find people that are going through it with you because mm-hmm. everything in life is so much easier when you when you don't feel alone. Um, I think it doesn't matter what you're talking about, but you know, not feeling alone just makes everything easier. Yeah, that was really good advice. Yeah, I think you know, throwing it out there to try those new things that you know maybe you didn't think would like light your soul or give you that fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but just giving it a go because, hey, that's life, right? Like, trial and error and try new experiences because um, yeah. we're, we're human after all. We're That's a part of being a, a living entity, right? Yeah, and you just get so used to doing something one way when you're playing a sport yeah. because every day is going to look exactly the same because you're training for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so you don't you don't try all these other things that you might actually really like but don't know. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so, so much. It has no, so fun you. chatting <laughs> with you. You know, I uh, can't wait to, you know, induct you officially into the Horse Sports Story tribe, which you already, you know, <laughs> now are. So congrats. <laughs> Welcome. We love you. We're your community. Um, but, you know, if anyone wants to, like, follow follow your journey, where can they find you as far as, like, Instagram handle or anything like that? Um, so my Instagram is jetpackjackie, um, one word, um, jetpack, like something that flies, and then my name. Okay. Uh, and that's basically my main thing. I have a Twitter and a Facebook, but I don't really use them. Um but yeah, it's all about the grammar. Right Jetpack Jackie, that's where you can find me. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, thanks again. So, thanks so for much. Me. And I look forward to continuing to see you around. For sure. <laughs> Have a good one. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Her Sports Story Tribe, thank you so much for listening into my conversation with Jackie. 
As you can tell, we we do know each other fairly well, hence all of the giggles. But I appreciate you hanging in and getting to know her and her story. And in the meantime, please feel free to come join us if you haven't already on the gram. We are on Instagram at at her sports story. And the blog can be found at www.hersportsstory.org.